Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Lioness Lounge. I am your host, Takresha Blunt. I am also the owner and founder of Blissful Brew Teas, your online gourmet tea company, as well as Takresha S. Blunt Coaching and Consultant, LLC. So let's get right into it. I did not do a podcast yesterday because I was under the weather. My back has been giving me issues and my asthma was really, really, really bad yesterday. So you'll get a little extra today, but I just wanted to come in and let's continue the conversation about release. Um, Monday, I discussed with you all that I had been talking to my clients about the what prolongs them, what's prolonging them from reaching their success. And the biggest prolong I guess distraction or um, discouragement, discouragement that I notice in a lot of the people that I have coached over the years. And I have coached, I was trying to, while I was laying down yesterday, trying to get my back in order and together, I was just thinking back and looking at some old records of how many people roughly I have coached. And including my corporate clients, I've coached over 3,000 people. Um, But if you look at the bigger picture with the corporate side of them having their staff there and me working with their staff, I've coached well over 8,000 people that were in attendance. And a lot of times, some of the biggest things I hear is, I deserved more because we think that we're so deserving of things, especially for those that are in the corporate world working, those that are not full-time entrepreneurs. And I I just had a conversation again with a employee at my job and she was saying she was, she's very hurt and upset because she didn't get scored what she thought she would get scored on her annual review. And I listened to her and I listened to her vision of why. And the fact that she said, well, I know that I did more than everybody in my group. But how do you know that? Well, because I asked and I know what they're doing and I know that I did more and I did this and it's being utilized. And I'm not saying that she's not a great person, but inside she's lacking something we have those tendencies we expect to get more but we don't realize that our aggressiveness or our need to be featured or or praised or subtle or what have you we don't realize that that seeks out it sits out and people avoid you for those reasons Whatever that need is, is something that's buried deep inside of you. You're dealing with something where you're not getting recognized, whether it's in the present or it's in the past. It's something that you're suffering with, that you're looking for acceptance. You're looking for praise. You're looking for kudos. You're looking for public acknowledgement and all of that. And it it is not something that... You shouldn't get if you do something that deserves it. Trust me, I understand that there are a lot of people who don't get the recognition that they need. 
But there are some people who, even, even if they said thank you, you're eager to be in the limelight. You need to be on the billboard. You need to be bright lights flashing and red carpet rolled out. And when you walk in, they playing your theme song. You're not going to get that. So you got to let that go. And you got to learn how to celebrate you. You know what you did. You know how you did it. But if you only did it because you were expecting to be accepted or to be a part of a certain demographic or circle or praise, it's not going to happen. Sadly, a lot of these corporations have their their inside click and you, you got to fight to get in that. But if you got to fight to get into that, to be a part of it, why do you want to be in it? Why do you want to be in something that you had to practically beg and and stress and suffer to, just to get inside this this little click? And then when you get in there, you're going to realize it really wasn't worth it. You wasted your time for something that really wasn't worth it. I look at my job, my career, and I look at it and I say, I show up to do the work that I'm supposed to do to the best of my ability. I'm not going to slack on what I know I can do. And it's ironic because my my I had a conversation and someone told me that I really look up to in the company. She said, you do wonderful work, but you give up on yourself too easy. You got to work on that. And she was right. Because a lot of times I get, I used to get, and I, I still do, I'm not perfect. And I just say, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to shell back some. But you got to stop doing that. And the outside sees it. So if you come in gung-ho and eager, and then a, a month later, you start lagging, they see it. They may not speak on it at the moment, but they see it. If you come in and you're aggressive, you're rude, you're unprofessional, they're going to speak on that. But they don't always praise you for the great things. And you can't look at life to say that I have to be praised at everything that I do that's great. Because it might be great to you. It might be good work to them. Everything isn't great because you touch it. It's just not. Even some of the most famous people have things that they have done that get no type of applaud, no type of recognition. Everything for them isn't always, oh, she did it. Yes, we got to put this on the billboard. We got to go and praise her. We got to make sure this is trending. Everything doesn't meet that. And they may have put more effort into that than they did into the thing that they're getting praised for. Your praise is inside because you were able to achieve and accomplish whatever it is that you were looking for. And you have to learn how to accept that. But sadly, a lot of people don't know how to accept it. They don't know how. They just, I don't know if they don't know how, 
but you're holding on to a false pretense, a false tense of I'm going to be accepted finally into this into this good girl, good old boys circle when it's not going to happen. No matter how hard you try, they're not going to put you in the limelight with them. So you put yourself in the limelight. Let your work speak for itself. Even if they take your name off of documents that you generated, created, or what have you, just know that people know that that's your work. Your Whatever you do inside your company is really theirs. There's nothing you could do. Some companies even have it if you do something outside that remotely has a slight bit of connection to your job description. That's, they own the rights to that. But a lot of times we don't even take the time to read these things. Most of us don't even know what our HR handbook looked like. And you have to stop doing this to yourself. And then you won't set yourself up for failure. We, we walk around and we have these made up reasons to be mad with society, to be mad with the world. Every day is a blessing. Every, every moment is a blessing. Every second that you allow to breathe, relax, and be able to go home to your family or to be able to end your day and get up the next day is a true blessing. But we're so focused on small, irrelevant things. Small, irrelevant things. That we overlook stuff because we're holding on to prior issues that we don't know how to let go. You didn't get any praise or thank yous or kudos growing up. Things you did to impress your parents, they overlooked it. Things you did to fit in in school, it was overlooked. And you're holding on to that. And now into your adulthood, no matter if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70 and 80, you're holding on to nobody told me thank you. No one told me good job. That day I did that science project and I did a really good job. Nobody clapped for me. I sat in this classroom. Everybody else got applause, but I didn't get that. That's still inside of you. You're still trying to figure out how you're going to get them to remember you. You show up to stuff that some of your classmates might have been at. And they're going to be there and you're there, whether it's a reunion or just a social gathering. Now you got to try and one-up that person. I can recall going to my tenure planning uh, reunion, my tenure high school reunion planning meeting. And I worked a normal job. I worked for the fire department at that time. And I recall showing up to this meeting. And I sat there quietly. I spoke, walked in, sat down quietly, listened to them talk. And, you know, afterwards we decided to go to, um, well, before that happened, one of the young ladies that graduated with me walked in and they were clapping and praising her and all of this because she got married and people wanted to see this big huge diamond that she was wearing and and that was really nice you know and I just smiled and said hello how you been doing 
you know, because I don't idolize stuff like that. I'm happy for, but I'm I'm not gonna just go crazy because you got married and you have this big ring on. It's no hate, but I'm just not that type of person that's gone. That doesn't like, are you happy? That's what makes me happy. Like if you're happy, no matter how big that ring is, are you happy? So they did all of that and they was bragging and, you know, and she, oh, she got married and her ring. Oh my God, look how big this ring is. We look at the wrong thing. Cause I'm looking at this person and I'm like, I know her. So we went to church together. We sat in the same pew in the same area of the church together. We ran against each other in church for Miss Community Baptist. And I won. And she didn't like it. And her mother didn't like it. And the competition started at an early age in church, in the house of the Lord. So I'm looking at her and I'm like, I know her. But the facial expression just not 100% there that I'm this excited, happy wife. But... I'm like, well, I I pray that her fam, you know, her marriage is great and it gets better. So we leave there and we go have dinner afterwards, several of us, and we get in there and the one girl she always do this to me. I don't know why, but mind you, I still haven't said much. I'm just sitting there quiet and, and taking in the notes. And she says to Krisha, "Do you have a job?" And I'm looking at her like, what? What does this got to do with anything? Well, do you work? I said, "Mm -mm, I don't work. I just had kids and I'm on welfare and I sit home. Oh, yeah, we kind of already knew that when you got pregnant in high school. Hmm. Remember, I worked and I went to college, but they didn't realize that because I wasn't in that inner circle with them. I did my own thing in school. I had one best friend and we did our own thing. So one of the guys knew me. Um, I was dating his friend at the time and he knew me and he knew where I worked at. And he knew, you know, he pretty much, he had been in my house. This is when I brought my first house and he had been there and he knew. And, and honestly, I was going to invite them all to my house for the next meeting. Because I had the Olympic size in ground pool, the grill outside, and it was like a pit built in, and it was just a really beautiful house cosmetically. But she she hounded on that, and when she made this comment, everybody looked at her. But they looked like, "Why you said it?" Not more so of you wrong, but more so of why did you say it. So when I let her get her little words out and said, and I say, yeah, you know, y'all, y'all pay taxes and that, that pays for me and my kids. Cause I just get government assistance and that just fueled her fire to continue to attempt to judge me. So at that time, the young man that knew me, he said, you got to be crazy. Takresha got a better job than all of us sitting at this table. So then she said, oh, well, where you work at? And I told her, I said, I work for the fire department. Oh, you work for my godfather. I said, no, I don't work for Charlie. He's the city. I work for the county. Dan is my boss. So then she looked at me puzzled. 
Because she, she, she assumed she knew everything. I said, I've been with the county for about eight years now. And see, they're school teachers and I'm not. I never had a desire to be a teacher because that's just not my calling. And then I, you know, I sat there for a while and I said, you know, I hear y'all saying we got to pay for this room to have our meeting in. And I was going to let y'all have the planning meeting at my house. But then I realized I don't want y'all in my house. So thank you for digging in my business and assuming that I was going to be a failure because I had my son my senior year of high school. Just like most of you at this table have a degree, I do also. And my cousin was sitting there, and she knew because we went to the same college, Bethune-Cookman. And actually, two of my cousins were sitting to the table. And they said, oh, y'all thought she didn't go to school. She was in college. We all went to school. She just was over there in the bougie dorm with the rich people because, you know, I didn't stay in the freshman dorm. I stayed in the honors dorm. I stayed in myself. I'm not in competition with anybody at all. But when when we're in our 10-year reunion and this happened, I never went back. I didn't even attend the reunion. A lot of times we get people that come into our world and they try to poison us. They try to tell us what we have to be and what we are going to be and how our lives are supposed to be. You got to release that. Your life is how you decide to be. And I'm sorry, y'all. My back is still killing me. So I'm very uncomfortable. But I'm trying my best. So we have to learn how to live for our own happiness and allow ourselves to be free and understand that it's okay. You don't have to be what they tell you you're going to be. You have to be what you say you want to be. I do my, my own thing in my world and when I say my world, I see everything that goes on in society. I had a conversation going in a group yesterday, and my conversation basically was asking, why do people who have been married speak so negatively to people who want to get married? And, you know, people come in and with... There's statistically, um, 50% of marriages are failing, so why would you set yourself up? Well, I'm not part of statistics. A lot of marriages are failing because y'all are getting married for the wrong reason. I'm going to marry him because he got money. But you're not happy. I'm going to marry him because I'm going to marry him because he looked good. But you're not happy. I'm going to marry him despite the fact that he's been cheating on me. I've already told people we're getting married, so I'm not going to be embarrassed. Well, you're already embarrassed because if he's cheating and you know, trust me, other people know as well. I'm going to marry him because I got to I got to show them that I'm going to have the best wedding. You, you paying all this money to invite somebody to impress them, then have a party. Just have a party. 
if that's what you want to do. You want to buy the, the fancy dress, buy a beautiful dress that costs a lot of money and have a party. You're going to force yourself to marry somebody that you are already not happy with. Sadly, a lot of women go into this, including relationships, because they feel like they could change the man. You can't change somebody that's not asking to be changed. If he's not acknowledging that he needs to be fixed, and it's not your job to fix him. He got to fix himself. He got to be willing to fix himself. Just like he can, can formulate a new relationship with somebody on the side, he could be getting help from somebody on the side. He could literally go to somebody and say, listen, bro, listen, friend, listen, my homeboy, whatever, however he call him, and say, this is the woman I want, but I don't know how to go about doing it. I need help. See, it's more comfortable for him to go over here to Lisa and say, so yeah, she, I ain't with her no more. Or, nah, what's up with me and you? But he still know he need help. You know this person isn't the right person, but because of your inside stuff that you buried and, and holding on to, you walk into a marriage and then months later, years later, days later, you you filing for a divorce. Well, you know it was a disaster when you stepped in there. When you stepped into that marriage, when you stood at that altar, smiling but crying inside, you already knew what, what was the circumstances. You just wanted to impress that audience that's behind you. Well, impress them with showing them the true happiness. Why are you holding on and building up more and more bitterness? Why are you taking that step into something and building up more bitterness? See, when I was just in this last relationship, I built up some bitterness. Because I was holding on to somebody that I rightfully knew was cheating on me. I was holding on to somebody that I rightfully knew didn't know how to talk to me as the woman that I was to him or the woman that I am all the time. I was holding on to somebody who basically look at women as just an object and that we are not equal, will never be equal to a man. And when the subject came up about marriage, my mind instantly let an excuse roll out of my mouth that was so convincing that even he had to agree. I'm not going to marry you when I already see you got financial issues that you're not trying to fix. You have a drinking problem that you assume is not a problem. You're a cheater and know it, but lie and say you're not. You don't know how to talk to women and you belittle them every chance that you get. Why would I say I do to something like that? Why would I say I do to it? 
I asked myself, why did I hold on for so long? People love to say, well, it was a lesson. No, it wasn't a lesson. It was a waste of damn time. Stop letting people convince you. That's, oh, well, it, don't look at it like that. That was just a lesson. It's a season and a reason. It was just a lesson that you, you learn. No, you wasted your time. See, you could go out and you could buy this person a $1,000 pair of shoes. You could go out, you spend $1,000, you could get that money back. But those five hours that you spent daily on the phone with them or the, the time that you spent physically with them, you can't get that back. That time is gone. You can't get time back. I've been on this podcast 24, almost 25 minutes with you. Those 25 minutes... I can't go back and say, well, I want those 25 minutes back. Can't get it back. So you got to make sure, people, you are not wasting your time. You waste your time. There's no other, nothing from that, but you wasted time. You can learn things during this wasted time, but you cannot tuck it away and say, well, I just learned that that's not what I want in a relationship. Okay, so you wasted time learning something that you didn't want. That's wasted time. That time isn't going to revisit you. What happened December 1st happened December the 1st. I can't turn the clock back and say I'm going to go back to December 1st and, and turn this around and do this this way. You can't go back. And that's with anything in life, especially those of you that are saying, well, I'm going to start my business. Every day that you say, I'm going to start my business, I'm going to start, I'm going to start. Y'all will notice I say I'm a lot. I'm Southern, so excuse me. But I'm going to start my business today. Three, four days go down and you haven't done one thing in your progress of being an entrepreneur. You can't go back. So you're always starting over. Oh, today is the day. Same thing with diets. We get upset because we just ate a candy, a piece of candy just now. That was one second or a minute, right? You spent 30 seconds eating this piece of candy. But you still got all these seconds and minutes left in the day. Why are you giving up? It's because something inside you has told you giving up is more easier than staying a task. Giving up is more easier than staying a task. It's inside you. You've been programmed to think that if you give up, it's more easier. And it's not. Because you're always in competition trying to get ahead. You're always stressing and trying to force yourself. Well, I got to rush and do this now because I didn't do this. You wasted time. You wasted time because inside you're holding on to things that have taught you 
Oh, well, it was a lesson why you didn't do that yesterday. The lesson was you wasted time. Stop wasting your own time. Stop wasting other people's time. And get serious. You know, I I laugh sometimes because people say, well, I keep getting approached by the same man. And I'm tired of being hurt. Well, that's because inside you, you're still digging for the same kind of man. You didn't change nothing. you asking for the same man. If I lay here and I say, God, please send me a man that's six foot five with a beard, big built, not fat and sloppy, um, educated, blah, blah, blah. I'm asking for the same man I just let go. I'm asking for that same man that I just let go. I didn't change that up. I didn't get specific enough with what I want. I don't want him to have financial problems. I don't want him to have a drinking problem. I want him to be over the need to utilize women to cover his pain. You guys aren't asking for the stuff. Everybody say, well, I'm waiting on my Russell Wilson. How do you, why do you want a Russell Wilson? You want the man that you want. You want some of the characteristics, but ask for the man that you want to be your blessing to come to you. You, 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 you haven't removed yourself from the same environment. And the only people that see you are the ones that you've already been with. And when I say been with, that are been around you. So now they, you're an easy target. And that's because inside, you haven't learned how to release it. You got to release this stuff off of you. So today is Thursday. What's today? December the 4th, I think. I think today is the 4th. No, today the 3rd. December the 3rd. If you haven't written your letter to to the person who has caused you to, to give up on you and your dreams, to the person that broke you and broke your heart, please get that letter written. Write it to them. Tell them how you feel. Explain to them how they no longer control your life. And at the end, you write down, I'm happy and I have finally released you from my life. You no longer hold a place in my soul and I'm free. I'm free to live in my own happiness. My success will now come effortlessly. And seal it up. Seal it up. You're going to either bury it or burn it and never go back to it again. Start writing those letters and let go and not type it, handwrite it. Don't type it, handwrite it. Some of you haven't sat down and wrote a letter in so long you don't even know what your handwriting looked like in a letter. Sit down with a piece of paper. It ain't got to be neat. Even if you cry on it, it's fine. Release whatever it is 
that's stopping you from believing your greatness. So I'm going to end this podcast and I'm going to tell you to have a wonderful day. But write your letter. Release that person or persons or things out of your soul so that you can know your true purpose and your true driven giveness in life. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Release whatever it is. And watch and see your blessings flow in. Don't just write and not mean it. Write it and mean it from the soul. Write that letter from your heart. Whether the person is still alive or not alive. If it's your parents, write it to your parents still. You're going to seal that letter. Don't wish them no harm. Please don't write anything wicked or evil in there. Just let them know you've held me back. You made me believe that I wasn't going to be anything in life. You told me things that let me, you programmed my mind to think that I wasn't worth anything. And for years I've held this in and I thought that I had to live by what you told me. But at this time I release you. I release all of the pain and agony you've caused me over the years because I held on to your words. I held on to your programming of my mind and my soul. And then watch and see how your blessings come. You're not saying, well, I hope you do this. And Nope, that's not how you release it. You got to let go. Let go and learn to live and love on you. Look in the mirror and realize you are your only competition. You hold a key to your own happiness and you hold a key to your own success. So until later, I wish you all a happy Thursday and please be safe. Remember, COVID is still out here. So wear your mask, even if you don't want to, and have a blessed day. Bye-bye.